Okay. Are we, are we ready? Are we ready to go? Yeah. Okay. Three. Two. <laughs> you literally want to say something. You're just like, no. I'm waiting for you to right. start. Okay. Right. And hi, everybody. Welcome back to <laughs> the, new, the newest installment. I'm sorry. <laughs> the newest installment of Popcorn Profile. Hi, I'm sorry I ruined the intro, and also Becca ruined it too. I did nothing. That's fine. You, you have four hands. I, I do not have four hands. You have hands. four hands. I have three and a half, and this is very well known. That's why this happens at the start. We just we fuck up, and then we just kind of roll it on from no, there. We're no, you know what professionals about. do? They do a second take. Okay, do you want to do take two? I would suggest so. <laughs> okay, <yes>. okay. <laughs> three. <laughs> two. One. Hi everybody, welcome to the newest episode of Popcorn Profile, technically the newest season, with new fancier equipment. (gasps) (laughs) Well, we have a new microphone. Yeah, the audio quality. We should sound at really weird sideways distances. Yay! Will this do in different ears? Will I be in one ear and Beckett in the other? Oh, the ultimate game. Then you're in both ears, or neither ears. I, I, I feel like I feel like the only way that would work, we would need different mics each, and then mm. I could pan it that way for each mic. But as in, sometimes they record. This one does not. Oh well, that's a good thing then. <laughs> yeah. When we get because right, I get really microphone. disorienting. We'll, yeah, we'll do. Uh, <laughs> which ear do you want, <laughs> Beck or Louise? Yeah, we have a light Louise on the ear. left, Beck on the right, and a quiet ear. And then Sam's in the middle somewhere. Yeah. You will make you sound like you're off in a distant room, <laughs> shouting. Yeah. What with like a little bit of an echo. Yeah. yeah. Like man traps in a box. <laughs> yeah, you'll be Schrodinger's Sam. Shro- <laughs> oh God, no. We won't know if you're really there or not. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Anyway, I'm Schrodinger's Sam. I am, <laughs> I am joined by Louise. Hello. And Becca. Hello. And this shiny new season is we're focusing on two firsts we're doing our first Scottish director yay and our first Woo! female director yay! Lynn Ramsey Woo! so just chosen by Louise yes um, we are uh, me and Becca were forced to watch one of her films in class that one time and I just fell in love with that one film and haven't watched anything else <laughs> there you go oh, oh no I've seen seen the Kevin one as well we need to talk about Kevin yeah we, yeah, watched, we need, to, we need no, to call Kevin we, need, we called <laughs> Kevin in class we didn't no we didn't. I watched Rat Catcher in class we did not catch any rats in class we, we absolutely we caught, caught rats in class we absolutely caught Kevin maybe it was class. a media <laughs> class because Robert showed it me yeah I was not there he brought it up in the media meeting we had the other day I don't know but yeah, yeah I, I've seen Rat Cashier. Yeah, so so this was an interesting one because I, I kind of looked into it. Oh, you looked into it. Well, I kind of looked Bad in, move. Well, I looked into Ramsey's filmography. This is the only one that isn't an adaptation. She's done three other films yeah. after this. Because she can't get funding for them. Because she's a woman and she's Scottish. Yeah, that's kind of... It's a, it's a sad world for Lynn Ramsey. That's bullshit. I mean, just a lot of a lot of stuff doesn't get funding. Um, yeah. And the stuff that does is fucking amazing. Yes. Yes. So... Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. So, before we go start, apologies. I have. I woke up. I, ironically, on podcast day, I woke up with what sounds like balls of cotton living in my nose. Um. Yeah. It sounds like you've been punched in the nose. Yeah, probably. It was 
probably my cat. Do <laughs> 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 you not have that communist cat of yours? Yeah. <laughs> Taking you out on your spiteful capital ways of buying new equipment. <laughs> Sweet Ishovsky. Capitalism ways. Oh no, you're Schrodinger's cat and you're Schrodinger's son. Oh no. Right, so... I know, he brings nothing to fidget walking fidgets with And you're just like, moving, or like the floor creaks and makes sounds. We're both not moving intentionally. I mean, we'll have to you, get you, like, you don't think chair. I would notice. I saw you belch at the start. I saw you do it. Yeah, at the start. I don't think I belched. I think it. I did like a <laughs> classic Louise trumpet face mouth. It's more of a preparation method. It is not a belch. Okay. I belch with pride. Okay. You I'm can attest for that. Yeah. Oh, I belched so hard today. Remember that lady we were sitting opposite and she like looked over and had to like say sorry again? I, I, I did not know it. Was oh, I playing Stardew? You were playing Stardew, oh, but oh, I was yeah. like, oh gosh, that was a big one. And she sort of looked at me and I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like I was like, haha, what a meme. And then like literally was so embarrassed. It's a very sad time. Mm. Um, so is Ratcatcher. Ratcatcher is a pretty sad time. It's a pretty melancholic film. I, yeah, I think, and the intro really sets that up. Just, just, just a tad. Um, but, 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 I think it's beautiful. So do I. I think it's a genuinely, even though it is kind of grey and brown and green, it is so beautiful. Okay, so before we even go to like the sort of premises of the film, so. Yeah. Big fan, of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can't say that I'm the hugest fan because I haven't watched a load of her stuff. But from what I've yeah. seen, it really is inspirational. I think with Graham, actually, with a screenwriting course, we we also watched a short, maybe that she did. I just remember that weird chart where the guy puts his penis through the letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a little more detail? I don't remember this. Um, it's like the dad goes to the shops. And oh, that's the, right, the, the bullies. Of, yeah, teens yeah. or young adults are all like, eh, "Why are you doing that for? For the me?" Yeah. And then they like chase them home, and then one puts their penis through the light bulb. The, the, the short that I remember is it's in the apocalypse, and the guy is eating the burger, and then the burger joint gets robbed, but it doesn't get robbed, and there's a lady, and then she gets the burger jacket guy's jacket. I don't think I was there for burger time. That was a good one. It was all it, actually similar color tone, except oh. for a burger guy had a yellow jacket. Oh. Damn. As as rat catcher, browns, greens, and, and greys. So Glasgow has a lot like the apocalypse in terms of color <laughs> yeah. scheme. Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> see, that was like set during the sort of Glasgow bin strikes. Yeah, so I knew nothing about that when Same. I first watched it, and I was Same. like, well, I was like, wow, I don't think there's that much garbage in Glasgow. Do you know what I mean? And then I had to be like, oh right, let's yeah. educate myself. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it really captures that kind of what the fuck do we do? Yeah. You know, and we'll stand up for our morals, but also, what the fuck do we do? Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like they're kind of in a shitty situation and they're not really sure what to do, especially with, well, James's whole scenario for the entire film at the start, which is kind of like it's horrifically morbid. Do you want to give us more details? Yeah, so the lead character James, at the start of the film, goes playing with his friend at the near like the canal in Glasgow. Yeah. Um. Um, do you remember? It's, it's bad. I, his friend's name escapes me. Ryan. Ryan. A dead boy. <laughs> <laughs> dead boy. They're playing, and then Ryan falls in the canal, and then he, he drowns and dies. Yeah. And James is kind of... Nobody else kind of sees it happen except for James, and then you find out later that his friend Kenny does, but... Um, and then James kind of spends the entire film trying to somehow cope with basically being responsible for Ryan's death. Mm, as but, like, But also... Uh, not, uh, not, no, not really coming of age, but there's an element of that not understanding the guilt that they're dealing with. Yeah, because he's like he's, he's like he's what twelve? Thirty? He's like he, he's he's, yeah. he's not old enough to quite grasp the, the cusp. 
Yeah, he's not quite old enough to understand the magnitude of what has happened with uh, Ryan. I'm reading Lord of the Flies at the minute. Same age as the boys in Lord of the Flies, some of them, except for the six-year-old and the other ones. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I had, I had a... I had a... <laughs> Same as each of all those kids, except for the ones in Except for a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a good bit, guys. Thanks for that's, calling me out. That's going to be the title of the podcast. The same age as some of the boys, but not most of the boys. I mean, maybe that's not a good title <laughs> for the podcast. That's fine. I'll just make sure you're quoted as it's saying it. All oh, right. Okay, cheers. <laughs> no worries. So, um... Yeah, it starts off pretty grim, but I think... Uh, it's kind of required in terms of setting the tone, but also I think... I think we we could have just seen the story and done like the slow reveal of why is he but I'm glad that we got the actual no this is what happened this is how it happened this is what he does and there's the sort of awkward flirting with the girl bit and my favourite scene which is when he goes and pisses in the toilet that's not installed yet oh yeah <laughs> and, and there's sort of something sort of so bizarre and kind of heaven-like of those cornfields and of those beautiful new-build houses that are kind of empty shells but the white walls it's sort of not really surreal but there's something again just sort of beautiful about the sorrow well it's kind of like that tangible dream that James thinks he can somehow reach later on which kind of makes it all the more sad when he goes to the houses later on and they're all like sort of sealed up and he can't get in anymore yeah and then that sort of it's like a not post credit scene, but it's that end bit which is clearly not real. Yeah, it's where they're going to the house and they're moving all the furniture over the field. James's idea of I guess heaven. Yeah, kind of essentially, thing. which is which is like community and family. Do you know what I mean? Which is sort of was torn apart when Ryan at the start died. Blub blubbed. Blub blubbed. Blub blubbed. <laughs> what a nice way to put it. Oh man. Is, like, the, is there is there another term for drowned, drowned. that's not a Minecraft meme? The, the, you could just say drowned. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the usual term. No, okay. <laughs> like, well, what, 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 what did you think, Becca? What, did, what was your thoughts of it? Because you know, knowing the only thing you knew about Ramsey was we need to talk about Kevin. Yeah. Mm. Um, I did enjoy it. It's not like that style of filming is not my favorite film to watch. Yeah. Because it. It's real difficult to capture Tra- my attention. You're trying to get you through Space Odyssey, <laughs> and you only really cared about the last twenty minutes, and everything's a bit psychedelic. So and I totally see. Yeah, lots of lights and colours. Yeah, that works I, for Becca. That's what I need. So I tried my hardest to to engage and watch it. I had to rewind back and watch the first five minutes again because I completely missed the fact that he drowned. Oh, <laughs> so I was like real confused, and there was like running home, and I was like, oh. wait, what? And then I watched it again, mm. like the first five minutes, and I was like, okay, let's let's pay a little bit more attention because the visuals are quite important. It's it it definitely shows and doesn't tell yeah. as a film. Yeah. Well, the, the one thing I, I find with not just Len Ramsey, but with but with um, with like so I I don't want to say British film in general, but I, I, the only reason I'm thinking this is because particularly with Len Ramsey and Shane Meadows and the way they kind of do dialogue in their films. Like, well, you know how, let's, let's take, for example, because I actually watched this the day after I watched Ratcatcher for another podcast with oh. my brother, I watched Stand By Me. Hashtag <laughs> not, not sponsored. Hashtag, how dare you bring up another podcast on your own podcast. Hashtag, at least we sound different. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, me and Becca aren't sisters, what are you saying? Why would we sound the same? Because they sound the same, it's a meme. Yeah, but they're twins. <laughs> no one knows that, you don't see them. 
You're going to see them in the upcoming short made by... No. <laughs> Hashtag sponsored. <laughs> Hashtag sponsored by Louise, oh. not you. Yeah, hi there. But it's like... Like, all the dialogue I feel like in Stand By Me is... Uh, the only reason is because they're both coming-of-age films. And yeah. the big thing with Stand By Me is it's, it's a lot more, like, theatric oh. in terms of how, you know, it delivers its dialogue. Whereas, like, I feel like... Rat catchers, catchers. I'll get you, rat catcher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that bit. Yeah, but it's like, like, but you get the bit in Stand by Me with the showdown where with Ace and Gordy. I, and I it's should like, say now, me and Becca have not seen Stand by Me. No. Okay. Don't know what you're talking about, but the audience might. Yeah. So there's a bit in Stand by Me where Gordy Lachance. Ah, Jordi LaForge. Jordi LaForge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Faces off against teenage Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, wow, what a film. And, and, se- and se- he says, and Kiefer Sutherland says a line, he's like, you're going to kill all of us? No ace, just you. And it's very, like, cinematic, kind of theatrical-style dialogue. <laughs> hmm. But, but like, take Ratcatcher. Like, say, say when James is interacting with Kenny, it feels like it's just two kids interacting on the street. Yeah. There's, a, there's a higher level of believability. I, I, I think it's got that similar thing with... Jojo Rabbit though a lot more staged and a lot more written yeah. a lot of the kids dialogue was improv in Jojo Rabbit so yeah. there is that like organic feel about it I don't necessarily know how Lynn Ramsey went about with her directing and, and, and the sort of writing of that but in that sense there is an um, I can't uh, I don't know how, how the words you would call it because it's late in the evening but there is sort of no effort in getting the kids to sound like genuine kids it's yeah. effortless is sometimes the words people would use <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean it is it, like it literally feels like and it really adds to the film a lot more is the, the feeling it just kind of like Ramsey just plonked a camera and a microphone in the middle of Glasgow in the seventies. Which, yeah, with the the sort of the styling. Like I love how there's an incredible thing where sort of the mums, at least definitely in that first section, the mums kind of top just blends in with the wall, the wallpaper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many times where the the clothing of the adults. Um, I guess I didn't notice it so much with the kids because maybe their frame is yeah. slightly different, but with the adults just sort of blend into the walls. Like, yeah. they, they feel a part of the city and a part of that world um, through sort of very careful colour grading and choices in costume, which you've, you know, it's, it is hard to do that. Yeah. Um, and to get it accurate as well for a time which she necessarily wasn't alive in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it was the 70s, so she probably was. Yeah. She's probably a child. Well, well, did you know the the youngest sister was I think Lynn Ramsey's daughter, like Lynn Ramsey Junior. Oh, Lynn Lynn Junior. Lynn Junior. Or would she be Ramsey Junior? Yeah, well, you could, I don't know. Ramsey Junior. Lynch. You said it, not us. Oh, I didn't think about. It. I, oh, I said it before I thought about it. That's no. the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's the tale. <laughs> oh um, God. But that's very sweet to know. Yeah. And I think with you saying like sort of Ramsey's specific choice of colouring, hell, even like, but we could kind of put this into Ramsey's kind of composure, like composition of shots. Yeah. Like she was previously a photographer before she became a mm. filmmaker, which you can kind of. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 I do photography and filmmaking, and so Becca just pointed at me and going, "It's you," in a wonderfully encouraging way. But um, there is no hope there for me. But that's fine because Lynn Ramsey can live the dreams for me. So, but like it kind of like it, you. <laughs> Sorry for me. <laughs> you're you're like mime, you're having a mime argument. The point is, we're miming it, so well, you keep going. We'll, we'll have a special look at Beck and Louisa's shenanigans podcast one day. Yeah. Nah, it's not happening. Maybe. 
You know, I've already cancelled it. April the 1st, we release a podcast that's all visuals and no sound. <laughs> God. What, 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 wait, well, we have like a like silent movie kind of. No, we tech. just do a normal podcast. We yeah. just film it and we don't record it. Oh. oh, no, but we record the sound on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> and announce it in like the story videos. Oh yeah, for God. an hour's worth of content. That'll be the first thing that's on my Instagram story. <laughs> oh, I need to tag you for the fashion show. What? Am I going to be in the fashion show? No, but do you want to come to a fashion show? Yeah, bring level log, it'll be good. Yes. Oh. I'll I'll message her so I don't forget. Sorry, let's, let's do the podcast. So. Right. So, <laughs> Lynn Ramsey's shop composition photographer. Yeah. So you, you kind of get this idea that she's, but like you, you can feel like the precision of certain shots in the film. Like I always think of the bit where. Like she's constantly getting shots out of windows. It's kind of voyeuristic. Like when she's things in like James's flat and it's looking out of the canal, you can see like the kids sort of teasing Kenny kind of thing. Yeah. And it's kinda of like looking in and the dialogue's kind of mute because obviously it's far away and you kinda of get that feeling of it's someone like taking a snapshot into someone's life in and around this time in Glasgow. Hmm. I mean and and again, I don't know how much of the sets were necessarily built. I did very little research into this. Um because it's it sort of it's more about the feel that is created so I know something like Parasite which of course you love huge sections of it were made and and you know crafted so that the sun certain elements of the film were were like in the right position and sort of detail like that of course Ratcatcher did not get that budget um but there is still that element of sort of I mean I keep saying beautiful composition but it is it's d- sort of delicious to look at yeah. and that it's rich and that yeah it's not pretty but there is something very um pleasing we- on a situation which is literal trash and garbage in the streets do you yeah. know what i mean well you can like the, i don't think there's very few shots when the kids aren't outside playing even playing with the garbage kind of thing yeah or you see like kenny trying to tend to all the little rats in the little like dead and he was like me. I'll get you rat catcher <laughs> and it's it's the child catcher but instead he catches rats that's uh-huh. the film oh man so, no that's not the film so you, so you, you want to give us your favourite scene yeah um, he pisses in the toilet that's not installed <laughs> yeah it's it just because it's such a like juvenile idea that well it's a toilet so it works wherever the toilet is even yeah. though it's like what in the middle of the room and you know with the beautiful that shot comp- it's like just long enough that you sort of see it the like fucking leak it out. piss leaking out <laughs> and it's gross and it's horrible and then we of course know that god whoever's like bought that house is gonna have like pissy floor do you know what I mean but there's something sort of there's the light from the window it's, it's sort of almost black and white in, in that kind of new wave aesthetic I don't want to say that it's French new wave but I think the sort of slow meandering pace and exploration of emotion kind of has an influence there yeah Um, and and it's that whole section when you know he could be like if it was me super lost and terrified about being in the bus and not sure when to get home but there's kind of a a beautiful kind of quiet joy in, in getting a glimpse into a new world and I think there's something very childish about it, but but it's also sort of freeing and and kind of n- not naive, but there's something sort of so young and beautiful about it, and I think that kind of exploration of the new houses matched with his kind of curiosity and then the kind of just gorgeous shot composition, I think makes for this, you know, just sort of 
uh, you can't you can't tear your eyes away. You're sort of just watching what he's doing and what he's looking at. Yeah. It's, it's sort of uh, mesmerizing. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. As a section. Yeah. <clears throat> well, one thing I found really interesting was I felt like every time I see those houses, they look a lot like the hometown I was from. Like there's a certain area of that mm. town where they were actual council houses where they have that same sort of like walling outside, the same sort of setup. I'll be over here being someone who actually lived in a council house. <laughs> hey, I haven't only lived in 100-year-old-plus houses. What do you think of me? Well, it's, like, it's, it's, it's like kind of like my grandparents' house, where it's like it's like the same style of like out, outdoor... You, your grandparents' house was Becca's house? No, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what? Becca's your grandparent. <laughs> so, which is... I think for me specifically, seeing as we're... All three of us are Scottish, yes? No. 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 Beck is actually Turkish. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. No, we are Absolutely. all Scottish, yeah. Yeah. I just didn't live here for a while. <clears throat> yeah. I've so, always lived here. That's okay. I've never left. I think I went to France once. I thought you said, there. I never lived. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God. He one up just again. <laughs> it's all coming out now. Um, and yeah, because like, it seems to have got... Like, on the bus from Glasgow going to I just in, in my head I canned it as in Glasgow going to North Berwick kind of thing wow um, so like and wow. that's how I kind of worked North Berwick and Glasgow are very different places yeah but that's what I mean because like well like North Berwick is like the sort of seaside town and there is fields near these sort of houses kind of thing so like mm. that's how I sort of I guess headcanoned it. That's why. Well, because you're from North Berwick. Yes, so that's that's mm. kind of where I get it from. You headcanoned. Um, I guess yeah. My origins of, of not really those kind of ages, but for the Scottish part was we very much lived in like a kind of a farmhouse surrounded by fieldy forests. So there there is that element of, you know, we we know we will have been told. I mean, should we pull a, um, oh gosh, what was the last prime minister's lady name? Theresa May. Theresa May's and running through the cornfields. And, you know, I mean, there's something dastardly about it, but there's also kind of a pure enjoyment of that feeling. I mean, they even have it in friggin' Twilight, where they're in a field, and they're like, wow, look at this fucking field. Also, I'm dead, by the way. I thought you meant the one where they played baseball, and I was like, that's not serene. No, no. (laughs) That's to muse. But but I think the ideal of a field and, and of nature and of the sort of rolling skyline is something that no matter... Maybe at least with Scotland, yeah. but no matter where you kind of are, there is a sense of not really patriarchy, not patriarchy, nationalism, and and people know what that land is, and it's our land, and it's yeah. beautiful, and it's natural. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you ever lived in a field, Becca. Um, I've not lived in a field. I always lived in a council house slash estate. Ah, uh, council but field. But my high school was generally like surrounded by fields because that was over by the nice bit. It wasn't a nice high school, it was just near the Did you ever run through cornfields? No. I had a couple times. You actually... My God, you're worse than Theresa May. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so I would kind of say, with the film, I think my favourite scene was... Or, like, favourite sequence of events was... uh, Just because of, like, from the range of emotions I was experiencing watching it... Mm. Did you cry? No, there was points where I almost did, but... Did you ugly man cry? No. Um, it was Kenny's birthday where Ke- yeah. Kenny gets his birthday pet Snowball and he goes out to show James and then the kids are like throwing it around and, and me and Liv were actually kind of horrified we were kind of oh god no don't don't kill Snowball don't kill Snowball yeah the the range of emotions that that I think you're not necessarily 
okay, this is what you feel now, and this is what you should feel now. There is a kind yeah. of, in the same way that the cinematography kind of flows and the, the style and colour kind of flows, I think yeah. the emotions really are similarly undefined and kind of have a tone range, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Of, of how you should feel. But I don't think there's necessarily uh you should feel this at these points. Yeah. Well, my big thing from it was, obviously I thought Kenny's like snowball was gonna get it like to the yeah. point where the kids were like James smash I mean, off do the wall do you want to explain a little more about the detail of the scene for the viewers so audience so Kenny James's friend who appears a lot throughout the story big animal lover uh, seem, appears to be very gullible mm. as in anything James kind of says he does like he, like James makes up like an imaginary fish and Kenny's in the canal looking for it constantly yeah. so Kenny gets a pet mouse called Snowball for his yeah. birthday and then the local the local Neds let's, let's the local Neds <laughs> it is Glasgow the local YT the young team show up and then start teasing him and pestering him and then they, they get Kenny's rat out of its cage because mm-hmm. he like brings it down in a big cage and they start throwing the rat around and, and like keep it away from him and then James catches it and then they, they tell James to kill it and I was like please don't please yeah. don't and then Kenny's like no and then James's like no puts it back in his cage and then one of them says in like a passing comment send it to the moon mm. kind of thing and then Kenny just attaches Snowball to the, to the balloon and just lets it fly away but it, it's again it's that kind of childish you know the way you think the world works and you, yeah. you see all those posts about like you know the, the my kids crying because couldn't get in the oven with the cornbread and you know there there's something about I think childhood innocence of of there is a fear of that kind of uh, aggressive thing that <coughs> happens sometimes with sort of groups uh, and and you know we really are rooting and we're sort of happy that James doesn't go through that but but I, again it's kind of touching at the end when you see the wee rat going to the moon do yeah. you know what I mean it's and, such and a like, oh yeah and you kind of I kind of got that read that sort of that's what Kenny thinks that's actually what's happened so like yeah. he firmly believes that but also uh, because <coughs> We have a slightly un- unbelievable narrator, kind of. We're not entirely sure it's possible. I think there are slightly unrealistic sections. Yeah. Um, and I think that's possibly one of the interpretations. So, I mean, yeah. that, that, you know, it isn't... I mean, it is a story, but it isn't like a direct translation. Things are not meant to exactly mean exactly what they are. I yeah. think there is an element of interpretation of that there's about sort of setting free and embracing uh, childhood fantasy and and you know trying to live as innocent as sort of as long as possible because the world is really horrible yeah. and and those kids could have killed the rat Do you know what i mean they could have horribly destroyed poor poor Snowball. little snowball's dreams but we get this and and it's hopeful kind of weird shot of the rat going up <laughs> with that little glockage music yeah Blinky, blink, blink. Yeah, which kind of, it kind of, it kind of sounds like. The music we'll listen to it afterwards. Kind of sounds like music from that Martin Sheen movie, Badlands. I have not seen no. that film. You'd know the music if you heard it. Probably not. Yeah. No, you'd be surprised. Yeah. at the kind of films that we watch. Yeah. Oh no, but this is like one that's like in adverts and stuff as well. Uh, you'd be we, surprised yeah. at how little adverts. Okay, we watch. I'm gonna test this when we finish. Okay. <coughs> we'll play Guess the Song. Guess the Song. It's my favorite. One song that you talked yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. Becca, do you have a particularly a scene that you're fond of? Do you have a particularly scene? <laughs> Do you have a particular scene? A particular scene. Um, I don't know. 
Like, I, I did like Snowball going to space. So it was yeah. really ridiculous. And surreal and out there. That was my favourite bit. So good, good choice. Good choice. Good to know you made the correct no, choice. No, I should just copy his favourite bit. <laughs> I was gonna make another choice if you guys would let me think. Oh my god, please. <laughs> It's like, just let me, give me a moment. Fine, buddy. Oh I can God. think about it. Just I can't believe, are you even a film student? Do you even think about these things? Do you even understand what critical thinking is? This is me buying you time, by the way. Bye. I, it's going to sound weird, but I really like this scene when they were just, the mum and the kids and the babysitter were mm. just like in the living room. Living. And like, they were giving the little girl a bath and then mum was like, oh, get over here, gotta get all your nits out. And I just liked it because it made me feel really nostalgic for when I grew up. Uh, uh, yeah, there's there's that capturing of <coughs> there's that capturing of childhood really well. In in um, even though you know you can we can sort of uh, feel how hard it is for her mum at that time. There is something of she's trying really hard, and they have like a genuine moment. And um, you know, I think. Even if it wasn't as well made, we can sometimes hear it trains from my flat. Even if it wasn't as well made, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking tie you down. Even if it wasn't as well made, I think those emotions would still come through because of the brilliant directing and the really incredible script. Do you know what I mean? That that those the the way that she shows. Or, or uses techniques to demonstrate this through the script and the, the direction is that we get that real close connection to them in a way that I think a lot of the film alienates the characters that we see. It, I think we are not supposed to connect with a lot of people sometimes, but I also think we are sort of shown that you can connect with anyone naturally as well. And I think that sort of family setting is like, look at what sort of can be we get lots of glimpses of what can be yeah. but the thing is the sort of part of that sadness is it's not always like that wait because you kind of get the, the scenes where you see like James's dad mm. with his mom kind of reconciling after he comes home after being stabbed yeah. and then hits her and then you see that moment of reconcile with her dancing in the living room clearly trying to make amends for what happened yeah and, and you sort of you know, again, we're, we're not told how to feel. You know, we, we are kind of offered a situation and emotive uh, charges and we are to kind of feel that our own way. And I, and I think I really like that about a lot of the what I've seen of her work so far um, with Lynn Ramsey. Is she, sorry. With Lynn Ramsey is that you're, you're not told what to feel. Um, you really don't. You're sort of given a, a kind of colour palette of flavors and ideas, and you can kind of pick and choose and feel as you wish. Yeah, <clears throat> which I I I generally think that's her greatest strength because I, mm. I I I like my favorite kinds of films are the kind of films that don't give you a clear answer of how you should feel or tell you how you should feel. It's kind yeah. of like it's it's one of the reasons I I know he's a bit off putting for some, but like he does this in a different way. Like I. You know who I'm going to say, David Lynch. Yeah, David Lynch, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but in a different way to that kind of thing, where he's kind of going mm. more, sort of, he's coming from the sort of like dark suburban Americana perspective. Like, I feel like Ramsey's comes more, seems to be more close to home for us, just basically because of where she's from. Yeah, I think definitely the fact that this one is set in Scotland, and I mean, even the the dialect isn't fully. 
I mean, it's not sconce, but but it's also, you know, there are elements which are sort of very periodical, very kind of time and location yeah. uh, dependent, which um, I didn't grow up learning fucking Scottish colloquialisms, you know, and so though it was a little off-putting, there's something in the accents which are very familiar, yeah. which I think, you know... <sighs> The same way that, you know, there's a kind of a... I keep keep going back to that colour palette, but it really is an idea of a sort of a mood that comes together, of that kind of... There, there is a, a traditional representation of, of sort of poor Scotland in the media. Um, you know, and I think train spotting also fits into that. Yeah. It's sort of full Scottish cast and, and the kind of ideal that it represented of sort of Scotland. Um and though this is a very different film, it doesn't necessarily fall too far from that idea of Scotland, which I think is not is is one that we are familiar with, kind of in a sad way. Yeah, no, absolutely. <clears throat> so, do we need to keep you like a little pillow? That's okay. Do you need like a little chair? That's okay. Are you sure? Um, nah, we're all good. We're all good. I said, "Are you sure?" And you said, "Nah." I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. We've got a, two beds over there. It's okay, thank you though, okay. thank you. do the bed podcast. We just sit on a bed. bed it's like a, a sleepy bed cast. Oh my god, no, but then and then we have like a pillow fight. <laughs> one of us sadly dies. <laughs> yeah, and one of us drowns. Because the pillow fight just turns into a smother. <laughs> <laughs> it's I actually want to kill one of you. The joke is which one? Oh god. You just play the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire a million pound question music. <laughs> 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 that's a different game that's show. Jeopardy I think yeah but I prefer that theme though <laughs> I think you're doing the Dark Crystal theme <laughs> <laughs> no they're different it's a little vaguely similar but if you're like half assed attempt of it yeah <laughs> 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 all music is the same in my mind oh fucking mate that's two trains now god damn they're after me that's what they sound like so do we kind of want to give our thoughts on the ending? It's a bit exploratory. Um, I don't think it's everyone's cup of tea. Um, uh, I, but I don't think it comes across as wanky because uh, I, I don't think it does. Because I've seen I've seen a lot of art house film. Oh my god! And I've tried to make art house film, and it was bad. So the the point being that I think there's a lot of stuff that it doesn't do where it could have taken itself really seriously and it could have, do you know what I mean, sort of been a kind of a, oh, look at the filmmaking. It, it feels a lot more about we have this story and we have this feeling from the idea of this kind of time. And it's sort of like a window into... Not not even exclusively that time, because I think a lot of the sort of childhood stuff is something that we all reverberate with and... Yeah. And sort of moments of happiness. <coughs> Do you know I mean, there's a lot of feelings which kind of perpetuate out with that time, and and sort of period and and kind of location in history. But I think it's sort of a film which gives us a chance to kind of explore something which people might actually. Because I know we're young. We got to remember that we're young. People have probably actually lived through that and have seen Ratcatcher and feel a lot with it. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe not quite to the same level of sort of Stranger Things. Oh my God, I had that exact branded bike. Yeah. But of the kind of, I remember that feeling. So there's sort of a nostalgic element, but there's also kind of a, a new thing brought to it because it's an incredibly 
tactile and gorgeous film just the like the right opening with him and the curtains on his face there's something yeah. beautiful I really like that I mean that that, was... that's such a photographer move I'm not gonna lie yeah. but and that's why it's I love it it's also such a right? kid move but exactly but it's, it's the first thing I think of when I think of the film it's just mm. Ryan and Tangle in the curtains that's my f- and then you know dead child but yeah. you know <laughs> yeah and I yeah. and I think um, all of that sort of sums up this expression the film's quite like an expression I would say yeah. from my a slightly educated point of view thank yeah, you I'd be super interested in asking my parents if they've seen it mm. and if they've not ask, being like you should watch it because like they both were yeah. children in the 70s my dad especially grew up on the outskirts of Glasgow so it'd be real interesting for like his mm. perspective on it <laughs> you show him and he's like nah wasn't like that he's like nah it's, nah it's not accurate and it's like oh L- okay, less, dad. less rubbish oh, okay dad <laughs> Should your dad was like, yeah, I thought it was boring. And you're like, oh, okay, dad. Thanks, dad. Thanks, dad. My oh. mum will be like, it was lovely. And like, I like the bit when the child died. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry, Becky, it's just true. <laughs> That's my impression of your mum. <laughs> my mum's remarkably similar to me, so it should just be your impression of me. Yeah, that is my impression uh, of you. Hello, my name Becky. Yes, the less cockney version. Sorry, I forgot I always go cockney. Yeah, me and Becca have a joke where when we do impressions of people and especially each other that we're like, Hello, my name's Becca. Hello, my name's Louise. So you couldn't actually tell who was talking there. Yeah. Anyway. Cut down. It's, it's incredible. Ooh, you do you and your brother as twins. We'll do that voice. Yeah, but then we'll also have like Gavroche and Toby from Sweeney Todd. And oh yeah, well. we figured out. We did the bra- big brain think that Gavroche from... Lemis. I'm pretty sure Gavroche has mentioned two other podcasts that we've done. Yeah, <laughs> and what's Toby? Yeah, from they're they're different children, Sweeney but they're Todd. remarkably similar. But Gavroche is also in Into the Woods, where it's also oh equally my God, that's as true. Cockney as like Cockney child, but and it's does, like what kind not... of character type? Do you know what I mean? Is that as a role? It's Gavroche. That's what it is. It's Gavroche as a Gavroche. role. Gavroche. Gavroche is Gavroche. Hey, my name's Gavroche. <laughs> <laughs> I live in revolutionary France as well. <laughs> I'm really cockney, but I'm French. <laughs> I'm going to make a compilation at the end of all of our podcasts of just any time you guys mention Gavroche. <laughs> and do the it's Gavroche the voice. one thing I can do. <laughs> Literally, your party uh. trick is <laughs> to be a little cockney kid in a musical. <laughs> oh my God. Who lives in France? Can you make a Stardew no. Valley for Gavroche? Toby does not live in France. Yeah, Toby's an actual Londoner. Toby lives in London. What's the What's the last one of Cockney Boy Into the Woods? That's fictional France, right? I don't know where Into just the Woods random is. Woods. I think it's Rando Place. I don't know. Okay. I, all I know is my dad keeps singing the agony song from Into the Woods, but only the one word from all it. All I remember is just the Into the Woods, and that's like, Into yeah. the Woods. <laughs> it all feels really forced. It It really is. We're not doing a musical podcast, Becky. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bling Rams off. We'll be discussing some of uh, beautiful work. What would you do if that ever? Hello, my name like, is Rebecca. What, 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 what? <laughs> so, can we discuss uh, how incredibly formative your work was for some of the expressions you wanted to pronounce? Yes. Oh, well, it was really fun to show how I grew up as a Scottish kid. <laughs> well, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, uh, can you tell us some of the wonderful things about being Scottish, please? I really like my accent as a Scottish kid. <laughs> Beautiful, thank you. That's all we have time for. You're welcome. <laughs> Ramsey, Miss Ramsey. Sorry. Uh, okay, what would you do, actual. Like, this is totally fictional wise, if we somehow got Lil Ramsey for a podcast. 
I mean, I'd be concerned at why she's sitting like on my living room, fl- well, the attic. Do you know what I mean? In my parents' cottage. No, it, with, like, it, no, no, no. In, in Fantasyland, it's like podcast oh, okay. studio. Oh, oh, I guess the studio might be sitting. No, it's not happening. Um, <laughs> um, um, uh, I would find ghosts super hard. Um, I would try and be really cool. Uh, I would probably end up having to block most of my personality to be able to function. Um, I'd probably say something really stupid. Um, and then I'd regret it for the rest of my life, but still use it as a. Oh no, I'd go into other podcasts and talk about how amazing it was. You've got to capitalize on your enjoyment of life. <laughs> great, great answer, Louise. Yeah, fantastic. you're welcome. Thank you. Right, anyway, so my thoughts on the end. <laughs> yeah. So, like, on Rat Catch as a whole, out of. Because I've, 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 I've already seen three out of four. Of the Ramsey shows. Of the Ramsey shows. Wonderful. Not including her shorts. And I think it was a short, but now that I'm thinking about it more, I don't know if she had a short. But yes, yeah, you you are a current expert on Ramsey. Yes, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, right, okay. Well, you are though. I'm I'm film expert. Yeah. Beck is Beck expert. <laughs> I'm the Cockney you're, musical boy. You're expert. the Beck expert. <laughs> the the, the Beck expert. I don't like it. I'm gonna call you Spurt from now on. Please don't call me Spurt. <laughs> We're Sam and Spurt. You. If you start calling me Spurt, I will go home right now to Dunders. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what would you do? I just introduce you as Spurt from I now on. I would stop doing the podcast. <laughs> right. Okay. So, out of Ramsey's films, I'd say, because again, interestingly enough, like I said at the start, this was the, the only one I've seen of hers. No, this is the only one of hers that's. Not an adaptation of a book. Yep. And I feel like it kind of really shows because it's mm. like it feels like a very personal story that she was trying to tell with this. Yeah. And I know you're saying like there is this sort of tangible th- feeling of from what I get from it is because of what James saw at the start. It's like it's he's trying to sort of reclaim an innocence that he kind of had, but not yeah. not knowingly that he's doing this, mm. and he's kind of just slowly losing it the more and more through the film, which kind of. You were, well, because I know that usual coming coming of and why I don't want to call it coming of age is because there's usually an embracing of that sort of growing up and 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 that kind of adulting ex- experience. When as this really feels like a rejecting of it. Yeah, this is the, this is the only film I can think of in which that I have seen that happens. There's probably other examples of it, but this is the first one that I can think of that I have watched in which the lead character rejects it. Um, uh, Peter Pan. Okay, no, <laughs> never mind. No, but the whole point is that yeah. the, the actual kids then, uh, actually, the, their decision is to grow yeah. up and be adults. But, y- yeah, no, I mean, it's because we saw Peter Pan Goes Wrong the other day. And we did. Now I mean, all I can think about it is when the, like, fake director turned up on the stalls, like, ahead of us or on top of us, and they're like, how do I get down? And we just, like, fucking lost it. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, jump, I, and he's I, like... I yeah. mean, hook technically, because that's so you can take that. That's true, well. because, again, it's yeah. about him embracing at the yeah. end. And there's that weird scene where he, like, almost funks Tinkerbell. Anyway, I just keep thinking of the pirate who no one could understand, and it was amazing. If you can go see Peter Pan, that goes wrong. It's really funny. It's in the theater again. Me and Becca are talking about theater. Goddamn. Right. It's not a musical this time. It's true. Is there even song? Oh yeah, they do. They just sing a pirate song. Davosh was already brought up. Musicals have been brought up. So <laughs> <laughs> you get. You can't play Switch anymore. <laughs> it looks like you've just had haggis is tied to the end of the four hours. <laughs> we need yeah, like another bubble. Uh, right, so yeah, I think I think that's She's all we I think that's all we got to say for for Ratcatcher for now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think um, I'm really excited to watch more of her work. Um, I I have seen we have seen 
Kevin. We need to talk about yeah. Kevin. Yeah. Um, which is, feels super different, and I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and she's super fucking inspirational. So yeah. I'm really hyped. Go, go win. <laughs> I so, can't make you clap. <laughs> <laughs> You you clap your haggises. You can clap your thighs together. No, that'll hurt. Oh. I'll probably do it and my hips will crunch. Oh, like my neck. <laughs> so, so, uh, and on that note, that's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will be, as of time of recording, we now have episodes coming out <gasps> on Spotify mm-hmm. and Apple Podcasts. Finally. Very exciting. Yeah, so you'll be able to listen up there. Uh, if we list anywhere else, I'll be sure to notify on the next podcast. Also, be sure to follow us on Popcorn Profile on Twitter. Where you will get the latest updates of what we're doing. Yes. And maybe the occasional music, movie meme, but we'll see. <laughs> Musical. You nearly said it. <laughs> I know you nearly <laughs> said it. <laughs> I'm in every musical film. <laughs> Not a musical. I'm still there. <laughs> Uh, hello my name's Gavroche <laughs> so join us next week where we'll be no next discussing time Gavroche. <laughs> discussing Gavroche and the musical his, movie and his relevancy to Lynn Ramsey's second film Morvan Keller <laughs> uh, well yeah what one are we doing Morvan Keller oh right sorry <laughs> I don't know why I didn't get that thank you for listening yeah thank you thank you bye bye, bye guys bye.